1: Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat, I'm your GM and host Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys find their ship is blown up, so it's time for some disgusting hot wiring. So this week you'll notice the episode is a little bit shorter than usual. The reason for that is that I actually combined two sessions for last week's episode, which means that we only had a little bit left for this week's episode, and it kind of was a good stopping point. As I said before, since this is the last book, I thought I'd give you a little bit more behind the scenes of how we actually make the show and what goes into making the show. Last week's episode was actually a combination of a lot of different things. It kind of was a Frankenstein episode, I don't know if you could tell, but it was two sessions plus a custom intro that we did at a different point and I combined it all to make one big giant episode. The downside is that this week's episode is a little shorter than usual because it's the aftermath And I didn't really want to start sort of like a new chapter. You know, each episode in my mind is kind of like a television show. I I try to put like a beginning, middle, and end. And as I've done more of these, I think I've gotten a little bit better at sort of stopping them at good points. That doesn't interrupt the flow too much. Unfortunately, if I leached into the next session, which I could have done, I would have had to like really make it much longer. So it was either have the episode a little bit shorter or make it crazy long. And I just went for a little bit shorter because I've also had a crazy week at work which, oh yeah, by the way, I also have a real life as well. So I do have to combine doing two episodes a week, one for Fall Stone, one for Dead Sons, as well as my actual life. So every so often, you know, I will have to combine and make the episodes a little shorter than usual. So anyhow, that is the probably overly complex explanation as to why this episode is a little shorter than usual. One thing you'll notice is that everyone is full of a ton of energy. Everyone's really, really amped, and that really continues throughout... Well, the rest of the shows, I think it's just excitement of, like, you know, getting to the end, and everyone's just really having fun with their characters. And everyone, we actually just played the other day, and we even said like, like now or never, like start pulling out all the tricks and using every piece of equipment we have. It's it's kind of like at the end of a video game, you know, where you've been saving all those potions and everything you've had for like a hundred hours, and you never use them, thinking, okay, I'm gonna use these later, and then you never do, and then you know it's the end of the video game, and you're like, okay, what can I start using because I'm gonna finish this game, so might as well just start using. This stuff, that's exactly what's happening. Everyone's looking through their sheets, they're seeing what powers they have, seeing what items they have and everything's gonna be used before this book is over. I'm really excited because it's coming. It's coming, I promise you. In a couple weeks, the game is gonna change. The entire format of the show is gonna completely change. I can't tell you too much about it, but let's just say everything you know about this show for two plus years is going to be turned upside down it is going to be awesome i can't wait we're getting so close i'm just going to keep teasing it because it's amazing what it happens you'll see you'll see anyhow let's get to this week's episode Congratulations, you did over 1,000 points right. of damage in this round of combat.
0: Doesn't seem like it, but okay. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar.
2: All right, That's... and it looks like we're not worse for wear. Let's just move forward.
0: John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski.
1: No reason not to. Oh, wait a minute. It was 126. Six of this are the 126 hit points each and there was eight of them. So you do the math.
0: Damn, that's a lot of it. Chris Beamer is playing the Tiefling Technomancer, Akiro the Just. Yeah. That's not
1: like Akiro
3: used his best spells. Oh wait a second, he
1: did. Okay, that's good. Okay. I,
3: I got I got some left. As long as I mirror image, I'm good. Okay.
1: You, you killed them all. You used up some resources. Your ship is on fire and exploding. Um, cool. What are you going to do? Well, uh,
0: yeah, I think you should down. probably be well, Their ship really. is
1: still here, right?
4: Yes. Yeah. We need to take their ship.
0: Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter.
1: Their ship is still here. That is correct.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. Troop, Let's go on a, their ship. A weird undead troop transport of some
4: sort.
1: Oh well, yes, I, I actually would like to do a dose of the spider. I took some decent damage there.
4: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do we rush over and try and save our ship? Yeah. Before well, we do our ten foot, air ten minute rate rests.
2: Well, we're far away from our ship
1: though. Well, oh, your ship is. Two, your ship two is two exploding. Our ship. our ship is sh- exploding. Sh- exploding.
4: is not the same as exploded. That's why I'm saying, is it? Uh, should we run over to try and save it?
1: Oh yeah, sure you could try. Sure. Forty-eight plus
4: no. four. By the way. I don't know what that number refers to.
3: That ship yeah. is that ship is that is how much is healing gone. you get to do. She and the little critter months. that
4: was on the ship is also gone. I, I'm a
3: I'm a I'm a very technical engineer and I'm saying I, that ship not I fl- have see never where seen it. is
2: master. Uh is there any way we can repair it?
3: Uh no, it's not Nice gone, roll There's from my...
1: Jason. And I need a what, Fort save? Yeah, fort save for
4: side effects.
1: For side nice. effects. Yeah, well, that's he's doing like, this I'm I'm on the body. I'm going over and I'm going oh, to examine the ship for
4: visually. That's
1: another one. What do you know? What a surprise! Four. Oh boy. Uh oh. This isn't good. It's like a spider attack. The spider has turned on me. As you. Uh, <laughs> it's so messed up. <laughs> I don't like it when he starts laughing. It's so screwed up. Keely wrote this. Oh, god. What? As, what? What? As, as you use the spider, you feel really good. You're like, oh my God, this is, this is the best thing ever. Except for one small problem. One of your eyes starts to swell. It continues to swell. <laughs> it swells to the point of nearly bursting. And your optic nerves become able to send out and interpret x-rays.
4: Excellent.
1: When you close the other eye and concentrate as a move action, you gain sense throw vision, functioning like the X ray visor in the uh, Starfinder Cool Rulebook. However, nice. unless you wear a patch over your enlarged eye, you have light blindness. So you. <laughs> so Tuttle is now Nick Fury.
3: It's
4: so no. weird. Okay, how is it that Tuttle just keeps getting transformed more and more into an actual? Yeah,
1: robot? you're like F.E.L.T.s in 300. I'm assuming/slash hoping this is a permanent condition, but you never know. Uh, you you can if you concentrate, your massive eye can see in the X-ray spectrum, but you need to put an eye patch over you, otherwise you're going to be blind by the light because it's just too sensitive. Man, that is weird.
4: Okay, wow. to be fair, a wow. rat with a uh, with an eye patch would look really
1: cool. I'll give you something, J- uh, Jason. Which eye do you wish it to be, your left or right eye? Oh, yeah. Oh, good thing you let him choose. Don't choose poorly. You know what? 1 to 50 left, 51 to 100 right. I'm just doing it random. So that's left eye. That's left. Okay, I'm going to put a little marker on you so we don't forget that you have X-ray vision if you wish. And look it up. It's on page 221. The x-ray visor. You actually get that ability if you want. I, I own cool. an x-ray visor. Yeah, it's I have it's okay to own one, but I mean, if you are one,
2: I mean... That's, I tried to use it. That that just it just goes t- toward Tuttle's godhood complex basically. Like he's, yeah, he's, I know. he's able to see into another dimension basically.
1: Is it like a six demon bag? Can he... <laughs> yeah. He's like he can turn <laughs>
2: if, uh, well, it might come useful. Probably not, though. Do we see, see things
3: that other people can't. A wind, fire, and all that kind of stuff.
2: So while he's doing that, do we actually, d- do we see the other ship? Is it on the map? Is that something like we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forward? It's
1: there. It's there. Oh, that's it. Tuttle can see things no one else can see. Do things no one else can do. Real things? As real as Lopan. Or in this case, as
3: real as Rust
4: hey what oh. more can a guy ask for <laughs> you, you never okay D- dr tuttle you never could beat me egg chad
3: that's not six demon okay. bag
1: though oh a six demon bag terrific 16 bag sensational what is it in that egg wind fire, fire all, fire, that, kind of all that kind of thing <laughs> yes i know yeah, but it, yes, did yes, you we just, were just all hear enjoy. me say that we were, we Yo, were all my, it my, together. Is my mic I'm on?
3: I'm, the, I'm gonna cut you out of the podcast. i want credit and the only reason I remember that is because it's a—it's actually a trinket in Classic WoW that someone got recently.
4: That someone by which you mean John Stotts put in. No, oh, I didn't do items. Uh, yep. You once took credit for it.
1: No. No,
4: I did not take credit for that. Uh, you might have been talking out of your ass.
1: Okay, you run over. You take a look at your ship. Your ship is... Um, You're like... I think we might be able to save her as a large explosion goes off and both of the wings crumble off the ship and the cockpit collapses. You're like, might need a new coat of paint, however. It doesn't th- look good. That's the Sunrise Maiden?
4: All right, engineering crew, get to work. Fix that ship. I'll be on my
1: What's that? The Sunrise Maiden. Uh, it's destroyed. It is. Uh, they did their job very well. They set off charges throughout the ship and exploded it. So... Yeah, there's um, there's their ship,
2: which just yeah, happens to be an Moe is running toward it. Like while Rusty wastes his time like worrying about yesteryear, Mo's moving on to the new thing. Okay, so it's 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 the new ship. It's you know the new ship. Rusty can live in the past if that's you know cool. what he
4: chooses.
3: Uh, do, you to, do you want to
2: gather yeah, up loot? No, maybe? I. I
4: I'll,
2: I'll tell you. There's.
4: Thro, throw the here. bodies on board, loot it, in, on transport to our next destination. Uh, we'll throw yeah. the bodies out the airlock once we're done looting them.
1: There's no. Uh, there's no airlock. Oh, uh, they're open to space. You know that they're bone ships, right?
4: Oh, that's right. You people Ooh, breathe air. Right. I mean, we, we people, we people breathe air, right? What
2: do you mean by we people?
4: Yes, we we.
1: Human small people, small people, people like Isoki. They're yeah. we, they're small. They're we. <laughs>
4: yes, exactly. That's the we folk. Thank you, Doctor Todd. That's exactly what I meant. The we people, not like Vesk. Vesker are, are non-we
2: people. Yeah. Well, regardless of all that, Mo is going to take the ship if he's
4: only by himself. He's 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 trucking it. He's, yeah, he's we're awesome. all getting on the ship. I'm saying just loot as we go. There's no reason to, to linger here.
1: Okay, you go on the ship. This is actually fun. Moe is like, he, everyone else is like, so Rusty is like trying to figure out how on earth to put the ship back together. Because it's like an old friend of his that just got killed. Um, Akiro is going through the bodies. Cheddar is just sitting there as usual, being ignored by everyone. Yeah. And Tuttle has his eye... Three times Spider larger. His eye. And it, yeah, he he is now seeing into the third and fourth dimension. And Mo Mo runs onto the undead ship. And I and have he, one quick uncomfortable question. Yes. What happened to Crackers the space dog? Crackers the space was he dog he spill on was the on dead, the ship. Dead dog. Dead dog. And now you see Crackers run out from. <sighs> Yay! From I locked the door. <laughs> Mo remembers <laughs> locking the door he before he left. <laughs> No, he got out, but as one of the oh, pieces of uh, the uh, the sh- the fuselage exploded, there was a hole, and and Kraken was smart enough to take shelter. And for that matter, did did uh, did Akira have the squawks on him? Yes, he had the squawks. There's three was, pets. All three pets like the, are still alive. And, and is it uh, like the dog? Basically, it's like a '90s disaster thing.
4: movie where, where an entire right. city is destroyed. Yep. But you see the dog leap over the bridge at yeah. the last second to safety.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's um, it's Independence Day. The tunnel right. explodes. Yeah, right. Dog right. exactly.
4: Stupid dog.
1: Okay, so as soon as... Just... <laughs> what? <How laughs> the, dare entire you? City, the entire city of LA is dead, but
4: the dog is okay. And the dog's just there. fine. Don't the worry.
1: dog runs out from underneath the, the trees to the south. Here, wait, I'll put the dog on the map. You don't
4: really need to do that.
1: Look, there's crackers. He's safe. He goes right up to Aeon Tuttle and starts licking him.
2: Oh, God. All right, yes. so this, I, feel, I feel better. As soon as Mo steps onto the ramp that goes up into the, uh, uh, is it? Yep. Eoxian.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He says,
2: "Mine."
1: Okay. Okay. You go so clean. to claim okay. salvage rights. Yep. You got salvage. it. Now comes the fun part. You go to the um, the bridge, and instead of normal controls. There is a cybernetic zombie on board, wired into the board. What do you do? Um, I'm going to go back outside and
2: tell Rusty, hey, it's one of your uh, brethren. I mean, uh, one of your um, uh, people. Ah,
4: It's one of the weird people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: One of those weird people, which, you know, stupid crackers is in the uh, queue for uh, turn order. That's that's silly. No, no, um, that's important. Actually, he's going to communicate that information to the rest of the party because that freaks him out. That's that 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 that's just wrong. That's e- even for
4: Vesk. That's just that, that,
2: that that's gross. That is just stupid.
3: He is drawn, He is part of the machine.
4: Well it, once, we're gonna, once we're inside we'll just plug your brain into the uh, the ship deal and, you know, with it'll be
1: fine. this to clear It's your you know, it's like your it. it's your ship, Mo. Yeah well you, you uh, should,
0: no, I,
2: that's I'm why I have engineers that's why Mo has engineers to fix his problems for him and he, he summons his MSU. I,
3: I don't think this ship runs no. on low <laughs> octane fuel.
4: All right, I'm getting on the ship, and I'm going to command it in Eoxian. Ship, I am your new commander. Obey me.
3: <laughs> wow. wow. He just, he, he just wow. ignored your salvage. Knows knows
4: okay. Well, buff. for one thing, I speak the language the ship does. so. That okay,
1: helps. the cybernetic zombie appears to be wired directly into the control board and appears to be part of the ship. It completely ignores Rusty.
4: Okay, that's a little rude.
1: Mo crosses
2: his arms and sighs audibly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can I do an engineering check to figure out how we would? Yes, give you it may. I yes, you may. Do you speak Eoxian as well as Tuttle? Holy moly, a forty-two! Do you speak Eoxian Tuttle? I speak every language there is. <laughs> it's like,
3: do you speak? I am. Deoxian. I am the Duolingo Al. He has. He has you the PO? He knows everything. Something like that. It's <laughs> at the prize.
1: It's <laughs> spe- it, speaks the, it speaks the language of moisture condensers or whatever. Are you Bobo? You're like... Bow-row-row. Yeah, you, you figure this out. You actually go under the controls. It's really, really disgusting. Because this ship is basically... It's like the... Um, It's like uh, Battlestar Galactica, like the new one with the fighters that are like half alive. And in this case, they're undead. And it looks like the cybernetic zombie is tied directly into the controls and has locked out the controls using a command bolt. And it will not unlock the controls until he gets the proper command code from, well, the command ship. So it looks like they don't even control the ship. It looks like this ship was controlled, kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, Independence Day again, where like the ship was kind of controlled by the mothership. Uh, it looks like basically the mothership needs to send in the command word to unlock the ship so that they can then fly it. However, can we run a bypass? It looks like you could run a disgusting bypass, perhaps. It's going to take a massive computer's check, even for Tuttle, but he thinks he can do it if everybody helped.
3: All right. I have a high c- computer also, by the way.
4: That's great. You can actually assist them.
3: massive. Well, what, what's your uh, what's your plus,
4: plus twenty five? <laughs> uh,
2: Mo is going to also assist. Right, yeah. He has See. a po- Mo has a po- I'm plus nineteen, point. so I, I should maybe. <laughs>
3: take a separate uh, roll. Mo
2: fails at his assist.
3: I'm thinking that no, you're just so we need high I might as well do my we own We need roll absurdly you high. roll just like could... a one.
2: Well, then we're going to wait and try. But and what if another. he rolls a one? Let, let Chris roll separately. Yeah. Let, just and I roll a roll 20. Right.
3: See. I, I would I would say my plus two right. is not yeah. going to make, make it or
1: break it. It might. Yeah, be it would have pushed it over 40. Not that that would have been useful. What
3: are you up to? So you're up to...
1: thirty-nine. 39.
3: 39. 39. You go
1: through and you're like, wow, not... Even close, this is going to take every ounce of his skills, every really? ounce of concentration for him to make this roll. He thinks he can do it, he thinks it can be done. What about can you take 20? Um,
3: you could
1: take 20.
3: Oh, but is that even a thing?
1: I forget it, if that's even a it thing. Is it a thing? He probably could take a 20. However, as you're starting to hack the systems, you're seeing that there's other ships in the vicinity. That might start investigating if these guys don't report in soon.
2: Well, that's why you did not roll Uh, Akira.
3: Well, I can't. If I roll 20, it's a 39.
4: Yeah, so assist. That's great.
3: All right, so can you try again? Oh, Yeah, he can try again. All right, so then you get plus two automatically for me.
4: And me, actually. Plus four. Plus nine. I'm also going
2: to assist.
1: All right, well. Wow, 19, 20. Wow. Nice. Okay. Three assists. They're like, all right, this is disgusting. All right, can, come on, do out. it.
3: Are you trained? Oh, you got? Oh, you got? You're trained. Thirty-five more. plus what? Plus
1: four, four, six, six is forty-one. Nope, not quite. Getting there. Getting there, though. But guess looks we'll like you might 45. be. Uh, Let's do it. Might, might might need a might need a fifty on this one.
4: All right. So uh, what this means is basically both Chris and I are automatic assists. Uh, John, yep. John, roll. Here's a uh,
2: next ass- attempt. Hey, there, go. there we Plus go. Six. 11. 37. For... That's
1: 43. No. no, you're getting closer, though. You're getting better. It's, it's like, getting, it. It. I'm getting right. it. I'm getting fourth, it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. He actually attempt. could if he had computers like this. but okay. No, I know. If I, there's a way to train him in a skill, yeah, at which point no. he could. Yeah. Well, right, to, to get a
4: 50, assistant. what we need is for you to roll a 19. Mode is not or assist. in this case, you need to roll a 21.
1: No, nope. five is not gonna do it. You feel like you can do it. You're like, you know what? I can do it. I can do it. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there.
2: is going to assist again.
1: Let's Cut the red wire. Oh, no, Mo fails. It does oh, not come on. Oh, five, five does not do it. He's like, man, this is gross. He's getting like necro, necro, um, what's it? no, he's trying to get fluids. Yeah, he's getting like, yeah, no, he's getting like the uh. The embalming fluids on him, and there's like other weird fluids in here, and like blood, and or motor oil, and all this oh, weird R- stuff. Mo rolls a one for an assist. Well, it would be helping mm-hmm. if Aeon Tuttle can roll over a ten. Uh, yeah. Really right all
2: right. So next round, we're gonna assist again. <laughs> Rolls a three.
1: Oh, oh Anton, what is going on? He's, like, cutting his fingers. Wow. He's having a lot of trouble here, man. He's having a lot of trouble. Going
3: to roll again. You know. We're actually going to get that. 17, nice I know, eventually you are going to. Oh. oh, he rolls a seven. <laughs> it's 20 rolls is the same as a, as a take 20. Jeez.
1: <laughs> well, not if, he, if not if Moe's assisting. Cause assisting? Because at times, it's double. Misses his assist. Oh, you see, right now it's just kind of fun because we just want to see by the law. Wow, no, every...
3: it's, it's really not. Wow,
1: Mo misses his are assist you, Are you rolling again. a d12? Or a d12? d12? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> a 14, you finally got... Let I me mean, let me roll. Let's see if this thing's working. Yeah, I'm rolling. I'm rolling 15. Alright, right? so is no.
2: going to assist again. Point to
1: the thirty-nine. That's that's, six? Six? that's no, a no, hit. That's, that's, that's forty-five. Yeah, just to five, change five, my 45. luck. To change my luck, I'm going to do a raw D twenty instead of the actual skills. All right. <gasps> and oh, plus that's,
2: that's forty-eight plus, plus 48. six.
1: Is it? Plus, so, what's the total, Jason? Is it forty-eight? Uh, seventeen and five is or seventeen and twenty-five is forty. It's Forty-nine. Fair enough. Forty-two. Plus 6. Plus 6. Plus 6 is 48. You know what? The actual DC is 49, but I'm going to say you make it because you have been fussing around and there's so much that you finally figured out how to bypass the damn rude password and get access to the computers. And the thing comes alive. That's crazy. What if, so,
3: what if no one has that? I mean, he's got the highest... Yeah, that's really power. Ridiculous. Then there are. And he still put, he couldn't do it without assists either. That's
1: craziness. Yep. The, there actually were other ways to do it, but they were more disgusting and took more effort. So, with that, you. Oh, let's more effort Rusty than Rusty like nine rolls. <laughs> Rusty, well, Rusty, come out yeah. of here. Lay down. Yes. Well, Rusty, maybe you should be wired in. Maybe that would help. That's
4: totally. Uh, the no, no, no. Do we're going to need. I think we actually should just wire uh, our robot in. Let's put Cheddar in there.
1: No, that don't, that don't work. Okay, so it's kind of a weird thing. So there's cybernetic zombies just sitting there. It's not saying a word. It doesn't say anything. It's just staring at you because it's like, it's it's just there. It seems to be like the key to the engine. Tuttle managed to bypass it and now has root access and you have command of all the roles. So you can do everything that you normally would do. Now, this ship is really weak. I think it's only like a level five ship or something like that. So there is zero chance you will ever be able to like, survive a fight with this ship. However, you might be able to uh, find out a few interesting things about the corpse fleet as you were going through the computer systems. And uh, you might even just know things because you guys know stuff. Activate their personal log. Well, yeah, let's take a browse through their recent communications and see what we can yes. find out okay. about their numbers, what their sort of plan of attack is for getting at the Stellar Degenerator, all that stuff. Give me one last computer's check just for old time's sakes. No,
4: I, I refuse.
0: <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr.
1: Mr. Akiro, give me a computer's to... check. Oh, that was a crappy roll. Oh,
4: fail. It's a 33. Believe
1: it or not, it's actually all you needed was a 30, so you're fine. There we go. There you go. You look uh-huh. through, actually, Akiro <laughs> knows. Tuttle's Wait, does Akiro
3: speak
4: Eoxian?
1: Yeah, he does. Nope. He all knows.
4: right, so everybody important uh, speaks Eoxian. Great.
1: That's correct. Only the only the smart people know how to speak Eoxian.
4: Right. Let's all talk Eoxian amongst ourselves, and That's then a good we'll idea. just gesture at uh, the Vesk to do one.
3: I can also speak diabolical. Actually,
2: Mo would prefer it that way. That way you don't bother him as much.
3: (laughs) You know
1: several things. You actually have been able to look at some of the scans and some of the schematics inside there. There's not a lot, but there was enough to to sort of give you some information. You know that the massive vessel, that's the Empire of Bones, that is bigger than even a colossal starship. It's practically bristling with capital weapons, and like most corpses, Fleet starships. It doesn't contain any atmosphere. Many explosions of the ongoing battle are partially clouding the Empire of Bones sensors, as you see in the readouts, and many of its weapons are trained on the ancient Kalishi defenses. It might be possible, you determine, to slip in closer to the vessel and board it, with those on board not noticing. A small ship, such as your own, could probably remain undetected for an extended period of time. And finally, most interesting of all, you see through the logs that the Empire of Bones has several hangar bays along its length, one of which is currently launching a small squadron of fighters, and leaves a wide-open entranceway protected by only minor force fields that keep out small space debris. A small ship such as yourselves, could probably be landed into this bay, as this is where it probably took off from. Or perhaps you can even land the ship on the Empire of Bones, and then you can walk by a spacewalk along the flagship's exterior into the bay. Mm,
3: interesting. interesting.
1: Perfect. So if they're going to throw the doors open for us... Well, not really. It's just that you happen to have a ship that might actually be able to get in you also have the um call signs and the um what are those called the um determined friend or foe i forgot the name of those um
4: on on, on
1: uh, uh, beacon non-fighters or, um, no, uh,
4: what are they called what um, like oh like a call and call response sign thing yeah
1: yeah i forgot what it's called but anyhow you have you have an enemy ship you managed to crack the computer which was near impossible and it looks like you'd be able to fool their sensors into believing
4: that you're a friend. Uh, Transponder.
1: Is it an older code, but it checks out? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Uh, Getting there might be a little tricky, as the surrounding space is constantly illuminated by flaring beams of energy that lash out all around you. You can actually even see, even on this moon, explosions within the sky. That is how big the battle is.
4: So it's like a J.J. Abrams movie, where I can see things that are on other planets from where I stand on this one?
1: Pretty much. It's not Without even that. It, is, it's there a, lens, is there lens flare? Is it, there's lens flare everywhere. Pebble
2: sees it, if anything.
1: Now, if anything, you're reading it on the computers. You actually see it from the computers, because you actually have uh, readouts of what's going on in the
3: battle. You're going to need a Cracker Jack pilot on this one. I better take the com. better take the controls.
4: cam to your station, mister.
3: So... Alright, you guys are kind
1: of wounded. Does anyone want to take a little rest? Or are you guys just going to jump on the ship and do it on the when ship? When we
4: get on the ship and go, I take a rest.
3: Yeah, 10 minute rest. Okay. Rest. Okay. I think I took a little damage. Not much, though. Uh, I don't even think you... Oh, you took a... Oh, you took, like, two points. Yeah, I think I'll not rest, then.
1: Alright, are you guys ready to take off into Can't the... Cheddar be Yonder? Uh, is Cheddar be,
2: uh... Cheddar get suppose. a heal at this point? Or is that something... Yeah, I mean,
1: I'll do a, do, do a 10 minute rest to get Cheddar back up and... I think, you know, top up my stamina or whatever. You want to, uh... Do we,
3: heal, do we find any loot or something? Serum, matter.
2: Heal, heal serum?
1: Uh, you actually, sorry, you, um... Yeah, you did find loot. You found, um, eight dual acid dart rifles. You found LFD pulse gauntlets. And you found a couple of flash grenade twos.
2: Like, four of those.
0: Those are good
2: because they will blind you Forever.
1: I blind you for 1d4 rounds. They probably don't work on Undead, I bet. They might not, to be honest. I, chain.
2: I know. think it would. It's a light-based spell, or a light-based effect, so I think it would. Very much. But uh, does Todd want a healing serum before we uh, get going?
1: Um, I'm actually... Hold on a second. I think you're totally healed. I'm He's like red four points down. Oh. Uh, so my regenerative blood will take care of that. Okay. Uh I Cheddar I know. I'm sorry, so you have regenerative arm. blood? I do. Oh good god. I'm starting to wonder who's weirder. Um a, a tunnel or rusty. It's kind of getting it's kind of a tiring. Or right Cheddar. Now. Cheddar's <laughs> is a freaking robot goblin. Cheddar's pretty weird. Actually too. Mo
4: at this point must be so freaked out because the, the demon, the Aeon, and the undead guy were whatever.
1: We haven't even yeah. gotten into stuff like my climbing suckers. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You have climbing suckers. You're an Aeon. You have a bulging eye. You have regenerative blood. What the hell? What the hell? See, Rusty, Rusty's at least got a coherent theme. I'm a grab bag. I'm all over the place. Yeah. It's going to be like the end of uh, the, the Hobbit where you come back to the Shire and everyone's like, what? They don't even like, recognize you. You've changed so much. Tuttle, what happened also, to you? Cor- cor-
3: cor- correction for Rusty. It's It's not demon, it's devil. Uh Just
1: a correction. No difference. Literally Literally no difference.
3: Same thing. Exactly Uh, the same thing. Yeah, okay, sure. Huge difference. Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same
1: thing. Demon, that's like saying a
3: fire elemental is the same as a water elemental. That's lamp. right. Was, they are both the elementals. Yes, they are exactly both right. elementals. That's right. They come from completely same different places. Different same teams,
4: Australians and New Zealanders are the same thing. It's ridiculous. That's the same. Nobody could possibly take that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> uh, demon, devil, deity, all the same thing. So it's, uh, let's board the big ship all right
4: right i am not from southern new jersey i'm from northern new jersey god damn it very different yeah
3: big difference
4: um so we're going to land
2: into that bay i believe akiro said he was going to pilot the ship is that
3: i think that's probably the best person to do it. Is
2: that? i'm sorry okay so since since this is Mo's ship he's just going to start handing out orders uh like when you go in don't don't kinda of like stay away. Like don't 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 like go directly at it.
3: Well you had a choice. Are you could park inside the ship or on the ship?
2: Yeah, well well inside it, but just you know don't 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 look threatening when you're flying at
3: it. Uh, I lo- oh, no, I, I, I fly straight in there. Uh, I, uh, I to like to fly I casual?
4: landing on it, but that's fine. But keep your distance
2: but don't make it look like you know you know trying to keep your distance no nah, i'm a,
3: I'm, a, I'm an expert pilot
4: so yeah. okay so now, that, oh, now that by everyone's the way <laughs> they're saying we all know that i actually have the highest piloting skills so uh why don't you Wait, all do get you? to i, yes, we've I think this i put 11 ranks like five times no
3: but back. i we just leveled we just leveled though
4: oh, okay hold on let's find out
2: oh geez at this point uh i commandeer rusty you are the captain of the ship <laughs> As the owner, I need a captain for my charter and yes, I sit in the captain's plus 18. chair. And Akira, you are the pilot for the ship.
3: I think Rusty has a everyone... plus 18 too. Wait, yeah, I don't I, I, I Yeah, you you have a plus 18. I do not. I have less. But I am ah. At a roller, and I say everyone should button up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> actually, he's that like, is true. oh my god! Matter of fact,
1: but he's like, he's like, I have less, but I'm better at rolling dice. Therefore,
3: I should be the pilot. Exactly, and also button when up. When, when, your, should make sure you... a,
1: when should I mention that I'm a plus nineteen? There, nice. no really? no Are no, I Are you that kidding from me? I've tended to be that I've tended to be the science officer, but technically, I've got a good piloting
4: score too well yes he has has intelligence and i can take ranks in pretty much
1: everything at every level so you know what i'm calling it puddle this book is your book this is the one where you get to shine everyone else has had their moment now you get to take over you are the god you are good at every skill you can literally see in the x-ray realm you have suckers regenerative blood you take over you you're the captain man you're the captain who's the captain the uh,
4: I'm the captain, but she can, but she, he can do stuff. No, <laughs> I'm
1: willing to let, I'm willing to let
3: uh, one of the other guys fly. Whoa. Make sure that you put your helmets on, by the way.
4: Oh, yes. I have to. Yeah, I, 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 I have a special helmet that you can't see. I'm, I'm just not going to worry about it.
3: <laughs> it's
4: part of the disguise that you saw me put on earlier when I disguised myself to look really undead. Yeah, you remember that.
3: Are you going to be able to hear hear comms though and stuff?
4: Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. I I've,
3: Okay, it's fine. If he's pretending to be undead, he shouldn't have a helmet on,
4: right? Exactly. All part of this disguise. Remember, you saw when it happened. It was it was it was pretty impressive, I think.
3: Yeah, I I was uh, not born yesterday. Eh. I was born during the day, but not yesterday.
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so I was about to say. <laughs> uh, can I see your sense mode? Never mind. Let's not worry about.
3: Nah, but like it doesn't really. It, I don't know how much it actually applies to player characters, to be honest. I
4: don't either. Uh, it's it's if there is an opposed check, I suppose you'd do it. But in the meantime, it's just conversation. All right. So, at any rate, what I think we know is we're taking off of the ship.
1: Yes. Are you ready to take off, Mo Ship? Yes. Are our seatbacks and tray tables in the upright and locked position? Mo is going to come around no. and get any drinks and snacks and garbage you might have.
4: Is this a smoking <laughs> flight? Because I just wanted to check.
1: No, but your old uh, old ship was smoking as it's now cratering. Ah, yeah. I, I guess the pets stay here.
4: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, the
2: pets are dead. That's right. The pets are—they uh, have no little. Uh, actually,
3: though, actually, <laughs> actually, <laughs> no. yeah. What do you do? I cast life bubble on the pets, and they can come with. Yeah. No <laughs> way. Do you have Wait, life bubble. No, no.
2: no. Yeah, I do. You did do 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 not. not. What's what's the duration for that? I want to see that run out of time.
3: It's pretty damn long. Really? You do. You first, have it. It's the first little spell. There we go. Life oh, bubble. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Bring them pets over. Let I me mean, just check the duration. It's loading. It's pretty long though, I think. Halo Crackers jumped onto Mo. Aw.
4: Yeah,
2: Mo is not sitting there.
3: Hooray! Oh, it lasts forever. Wow, one day, per, one day level. per level. One day per level. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, my I actually god. put it on all of us. I think I could... <laughs> Wow. Yes,
4: That's that would amazing. be really useful to me. I mean, That'll help or,
3: might, might as well put it on all of us and we could actually not even have to have helmets on. Crackers but... and the Squawks are kinda like our
1: R2D2 and C3PO. They're they're kind of a log for the ride. But we'll lock the, we'll leave them in the command center while we go raid. Wow. That's a good call with life of ball. That's a good call. Alright, you guys are all on the undead ship. You have an undead corpse sitting there staring at off into space. It's very unsettling. What are you going to name hey, I your find that new very ship?
4: Insulting. Oh, you meant the other undead? Okay. Oh, no. that's
1: right. Sorry, that's true. There's many undead corpses on the ship. What are you going to name the ship? Mo? I would it's, suggest Mo
3: Ship. He gets to name it, right? Mo. I suggest Good Ship Lollipop.
2: Uh, no. Actually, that is a good name.
1: Good Ship Lollipop. It is. Now, I was thinking since the old one's the Sunrise Maiden, this one's the Midnight Maiden. Uh, that's
3: that's very good. That's actually, dude. Pretty, good. That's actually pretty good. The Midnight Dawn Maiden, okay,
1: sure. Yeah,
2: that's all right. Midnight, most very good. The
3: Midnight go. Maiden,
2: Midnight that's Maiden, great or great Good Ship Lollipop, either one.
1: I like Dawn because Dawn of the Dead man, now Midnight Maiden's even better. That's my vote. I love that name. That's a great name.
2: Good one, good name.
1: All right, the Midnight Maiden, you ready to take off?
2: Light this candle.
1: All right, you, you take off, and sure enough, this thing's got some oomph as it takes off. And it's a good thing you did, because it looked like that um, some other ships were coming nearby, and you kind of pass a few as you uh, blast off. It looks like some others were coming to investigate the, uh, the building. As you leave atmosphere and life bubble comes in, it is bizarre. As you are flying, well, it's like flying in a convertible in outer space. Because there is no atmosphere. It's just open. <laughs> it is bizarre. Crazy. The surrounding space is constantly illuminated by flaring beams of energy that lash out on the system's control moons. And gouts of incandescent flame pulled from the suns by the gravity pulses. The ancient weapons are wildly inaccurate and fire haphazardly often fading out before reaching their targets or detonating in apparently empty space but even so the corpse fleet armada is beginning to show signs of extensive damage the largest of the corpse fleet vessels are enormous bigger than many space stations they're surrounded by explosions and debris both from its own hull and from the escort ships that were destroyed protecting it forming a cloud that blocks most efforts to get a clear image of its exact shape. However, blasts from the massive ship's powerful weapons clearly mark it as the most effective member of the Armada. As for the superweapon itself, it seems to be pulsing in energy as if it was protected by a shell of pure light. Although the constant barraging of the capital ships is slowly but surely weakening the outer shell as you are starting to see it get less and less bright. It's only a matter of time before the armada wears down the system's defenses. You figure you have maybe a day or two at most. All right.
2: All right. So we should continue to fly to that open bay hangar and land on that. Uh, so the capital
1: ship. Yeah, yeah, yep. The Empire yeah. of Bones. Uh, we'll pick that up next time because you're gonna oh, have yeah. to go through the debris, the debris and the defenses and the other ships to get there. So it's a little bit to get there,
3: but we'll go through that. It's actually pretty fun.
4: Okay.
3: Hopefully, there's not a space monster that damages our our new ship, right? Yeah, Rusty? like
4: that last one. That was awful. like that
3: last time. Oh, yeah, you're- it's
4: terrible. Uh, Well, I mean, don't be wrong. I defeated it, of course, as Cheddar's recordings were able to testify. Hey,
1: everyone. Steve here. So one thing I wanted to talk about is GM issues with books like this. This is one of the trickiest books I've ever had to run, and I'm going to tell you why. These are called Adventure Paths, and obviously... The whole reason you're running these is because you want to go on a path. You want to run the adventure as written. Now, at the end of this book, there is a lot going on. There is this gigantic war. They're on a planet. There's a super weapon. They have their ship. There's a million things they can do. But the proper answer and the way the book is written is that they're supposed to take their ship and fly it and infiltrate the Empire of Bones. Now, the book is called The Empire of Bones... The actual ship is called the Empire of Bones. So you would think, oh, maybe we need to attack and infiltrate the Empire of Bones. The thing is, every instinct in your body almost says, no, that's wrong. Shouldn't we be infiltrating the Stellar Degenerator? Shouldn't we be doing something with that? Wouldn't that be more fun? And I really was wondering, how on earth am I going to steer these guys? Because they have secretly, especially Bob been telling me over and over again in messages for years that they want to steal the Stellar Generator. They want to take it over. They do not want to, I don't know, be good guys. They want to do everything in their power to take over the Stellar Generator and not destroy it. So how on earth, as a GM, am I supposed to very carefully nudge them towards going onto the Empire of Bones, attacking that ship... And then maybe, just maybe, using the Empire Bones and the fleet to destroy the Stellar Degenerator. Because that's what's, quote, supposed to happen. Now, how do you deal with this? Like, some people will say, well, just let them do whatever they want. Maybe they do take over the Stellar Degenerator and all of that. Well, to be honest, one of the main reasons I do this podcast is because I want to actually run the game as written. Yes, if this is your home game, you probably could do that and write some really cool adventure inside the Stellar Degenerator and have them fight like really weird stuff from a million years ago. But that's not what this adventure path is about and that's not what the show is about. So I have to be very careful. So what did I do to take care of that? I'm going to tell you my secrets. First of all, I blew up their ship. That was probably the easiest thing of all. Uh, By blowing up their ship, it sort of puts them at a huge disadvantage and they realize, okay, we're in a ship that's drastically underpowered. However, it is a ship that is a bone ship and it is an Eoxian ship, which means that we should be able to slip into the fleet undetected. So I kind of told them that. I also very gently said, oh, by the way, the Stellar Degenerator is completely covered in a shield that an entire armada can't get through. You will not be going to the Stellar Degenerator. End of story. I also had to say, in no you know, uncertain terms, that the Empire of Bones was open to space. It seemed to be relatively undefended for some ship to sort of fly into or next to, and again, slowly, gently nudging them in that direction. And to be honest, it's kind of cool taking over a huge mega capital ship. Yeah, it's not the Stellar generator, but it's still kind of fun. I also had one more trick up my sleeve. Now, I'm not going to tell you who I did this with, but I always do this. Okay, in the Age of Worms, again, I've mentioned this for about the Trillion Time, there is a part in the Age of Worms where somebody gets taken over by a doppelganger. It is one of the coolest parts of the adventure, if not any adventure I've ever run. And I had to find someone who wanted to be taken over by a doppelganger. And they wouldn't even know when it happened. So I called up Chris and I said to him, Look, Something's going to happen. I kind of approached him, and he said, Awesome, that's great. I definitely want to be taken over by a doppelganger. I told him that his his actual character would be okay. It would be like in a prison somewhere. And then I gave him a code word that I would use during the game, which would he would know that he is now the doppelganger, and that at an opportune time, he should attack the party and try to kill them. And sure enough, it worked like clockwork. What actually happened was... During an adventure, they were, like, in the middle of this really crazy area that was trap-filled. It looked like Chris's character died. Everybody freaked out and tried to save him. And then all of a sudden, his character turned into a doppelganger and started to kill them. And it freaked everyone out again. It was like a double freakout. And it was great. So they had no idea what was going on. And then Chris didn't even know where his character was. Back to Dead Sons. I secretly spoke to one of the PCs and gently said, Look, I'm telling you that you might want to do this. And I asked them if this guy could help out at nudging the party in that direction. And they agreed. And that's something you can do, is that if you need or have to force your party to go somewhere, you need an accomplice. You need some inside man, you need somebody to help you out as the GM to push everyone along. And you know what, I do this all the time, it's kind of fun for the player because they feel like obviously they're like on your side and they're working with you, who it is I'm not gonna say but I will say it's one of the four people who's playing, so it's not like an NPC showed up, which is also something you can do. That's a third way to help out an NPC show up and sort of say what you're supposed to do. That's probably the most common way to do it, but I actually don't like to do that whenever possible because it feels very forced. I'd rather either organically do it or get a NPC on my side or get a PC on my side and have them help me from the inside it's a little bit more fun so with that it looks like we're on track and if things ever get a little bit off track I have my inside man there to sort of steer them in the right direction hopefully they don't go off on too much of a tangent and you're gonna see especially over the next couple of weeks this is gonna keep happening they're gonna keep wanting to do things that aren't necessarily part of the adventure and a combination of my inside man and myself is gently nudging them in the right direction anyhow for those of you trying to steer your parties in the right direction hopefully this helps you out but with that let's get to this week's show notes so once again everybody new podcast every single tuesday every single friday new podcast is on itunes android spotify anywhere you can find them and don't forget, Jason's talking Combat Column every Monday, talking Stone every single Thursday. Stone's getting pretty crazy. We're about halfway done with that. It's up to episode 15, so it looks like around episode 30 we'll finish that. So about halfway. Good time to jump in now if you want to jump in and start listening to it. It's actually really getting fun because everyone's starting to get into their characters, and it's at that point... Of the story, where everyone builds characters thinking that they're going to go in a certain direction. But now they're not. They're like going in weird directions they didn't expect. And they're doing things they didn't quite expect, even from their own characters. And they're developing organically. It's a lot of fun to see. Do, of course, check out Discord, where you can play lots and lots of games. Just go to discord.ruleforcombat.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Check out the Reddit channel. Check out the Patreon. And then and finally, do check out Jason's Lost Omens character guide review. It's up on the website, just rollforcombat.com. Really popular. That review was second only to the core rules review, which I imagine is because everyone wants to have, you know, character guides. Anything to do with character development, everyone's really interested in. And don't forget, something else is coming. That's right the Starfinder character operations manual. That's the new character guide for Starfinder. Jason's also going to do a new review for that, and that looks really good. If you like Starfinder, and you like really cool stuff, I'd say pick up that book. But a much more detailed review is going to be coming on the website very, very soon. Anyhow, with that, thanks for listening, and I'll see and talk to you guys next week.
0: Listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember it's all fun and games until the healer runs out of spells.